everybody, and welcome to another podcast of Motorsport Experience. And we are here with Sean today, and we're going to be discussing this, the, the Docker rally that was in Ontario a couple of weeks ago. And uh, I let the Sean introduce himself in a minute, but this podcast is by by enthusiasts for enthusiasts. It's created so that we can share our common experience, share our passions of riding and driving on trails and just particulars of those experiences because they don't talked about much and it would be great to kind of share them, inspire others and uh, maybe glean some knowledge or wisdom from, from that. And so let's get into it. So Sean, why don't you introduce yourself, who you are, how you got into the sport and whatnot? Uh, yeah, so... You know, I got into to side by siding about a, just over a year ago. Um, a family member bought one, went out and tried it, and was hooked day one. Um, a few weeks later, went out, and I was fortunate enough that uh, my wife allowed me to buy a machine. Uh, and we bought just before pretty much all North American stock disappeared. Um, so, you know, a, a year in, I'm pushing almost ten thousand thousand kilometers on my machine already uh we're out you know the group that i ride with that i i kind of met through all of this um almost every weekend that we can uh even with the prices of gas that we have now we just we all need to get out and this is kind of our release every single weekend yeah you you absolutely hit it on the nail that all the machines are sold out right now because people are craving nature and people are craving that fun experience. And did you do any kind of riding before, any biking, anything of that nature? Any other um, sports? I have a super sport motorcycle. Yeah, so a super sport motorcycle. Uh, so, you know, I did that when, in my younger days, uh, got rid of that. And just recently in the last five years or so, got back into riding my motorcycle. Uh, I have a 10 year old daughter now who is my co-pilot on the motorcycle and most of the time in my side by side. So got back into that. Never done any of the trail riding, adventure riding. I've always kind of stuck to the one type of motorcycle that I've had. But the the side by side is just it's a completely different world, something that I had never experienced. I've gone places that I would have never imagined that I would have gone. Uh, type of machine you know it's really opened my eyes to a whole different side of this country that I've never seen you know like being out in nature and different places to go visit and things to see it's uh it's just unbelievable some of the sites I've seen in uh in the last year and a half you know lakes I never knew existed trails I never knew mountains that we've climbed lookouts that we've found so it's been an awesome experience yeah I I agree that it's it takes almost like some kind of event in order to shift from what we used to know to something new and different. But as we do that, it opens up all kinds of possibilities and opportunities. And one of the key things you, th you said is that you could take your 10 year old daughter on with you on a trail where for the bike, it's not so easy and it's maybe riskier and the biking in general is more riskier on the road. So it's it's almost like it's an outlet which is safer and even more beautiful considering the nature we have here in Ontario. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. No, definitely for sure. And um, so if you've never done these events, so this was your first uh, rally event? 
it was my first actual event of any kind uh, with the side by side. You know, I it's like I said earlier, I, I ride kind of with a group and we we organize our own rides every weekend. We kind of uh, plan everything out and then set our own trails and go and do that. So doing doing this this longest day challenge was something that you know a couple of us had come across last year on Facebook when we saw it and we were interested covid being an issue last year and then you know understanding that rally connect tried to set it up they wanted to set it up but that you know covid would be a problem we ended up not doing it last year even though we wanted to and then as soon as it registration opened this year we made sure we registered day one yeah so it, was, it was something that we really wanted to try you know kind of a, a test of us and a test of our machine and not knowing what an event would be like right Absolutely. And I find it it's so it's so interesting to see how much people wanted to get out in nature during the last two years and how much they wanted to do something together. It's basic part of us as humans to be in communities and doing things and going places. And yet for the majority of time, we have been stuck in square boxes doing square things, looking at square computers all the time. No, for sure. And uh, getting out on the events like that, it really allows you to open up your vision, open up your senses, because it, the nature provides opportunities for just completely different outlook. So this was your first event. So what stands out the most from this event for you now, looking back on it? Oh, is definitely the length it took. You know, it's... Uh, by far for all of us, this was uh, right up there. It was our longest ride, our furthest ride, you know, being up, you know, we got up at three o'clock in the morning and we crossed the finish line as a team at, you know, just after 20, after one in the morning. So, you know, 21 and a half hours and, uh, you know, but crossing, crossing the finish line, you know, that is like, the, the accomplishment, our entire team crossed. We started with the three buggies in our class. All three of us finished, uh, only one small issue during the day. And, you know, we did it as a team, we did it together. Um, and probably one of the best days I've had with the two guys I was riding. That's incredible because going as a team is a whole new experience. Have you done anything like that on a bike? Have you taken long trips on a motorcycle before? On my motorcycle, I have, but I do it primarily solo, where my bike is really my time to uh, to clear my head, to go out and to uh, to just be one with the road and connect. Um, I do it a lot with my daughter. You know, we do we do a couple hours here and there, but on the bike, I'll take off sometimes eight to ten hours just for my with myself and just to you know separate myself from everything else, just me and the road and no plans and just see where we go. I hear you. I do exactly the same thing. I ride the SV650 on the road and exactly the same purpose. I go when the days get too stressful because when I put the helmet on, the rest of the world just disappears. That, that's kind of been my outlet for the last two years, working, working from home and whatnot. And so comparing to that, what was different with a solo experience on the motorcycle versus being in a team in a buggy on the trail for so long? So when you're when you're out on the bike, you can you decide when you stop. You're you're done for the day. You turn around, you go back. You know this this challenge was 
you know, what Raleigh Connects put together as a, as a trail and as the route for, for the side-by-sides, it, it was a little bit of everything. And, you know, it was really a challenge and it was not, you know, not going, okay, well, I'm done for the day. You know, let's just pack it in, head back to the vehicles, do whatever. It's no, we wanted to make it to, to the end. We wanted to make it to the finish line. Um, you know, we didn't know what the trail was going to be. It was a lot of new trails for, for our group. It's a different area of the province that we don't normally ride in. Um, the last, you, you expected, you know, close to the end that it would be buzzing a lot of back roads, gravel roads and everything else. But really what they put together for the last two and a half hours of that was trails that hadn't been used very much. Um, so the dead of night, you're running with your light bars and you, you get a little patch of gravel road and then suddenly, you know, sharp left and back into the woods and up and down rocks and through mud and everything else. And it was really, you had to stay focused. You had to stay sharp. Um, some of the trails really, they, you know, you way to go. So it's, you know, a lot of concentration as opposed to on the bike, you just, you know, often you go, you don't have a destination of mine, you just drive. This one here, we were trying to follow someone else's destination. So it was really that, following that. <laughs> yeah, that's a very interesting observation because, uh, yeah, you were following a plan and the GPS and the specific route. But being together in a team, you had a shared goal. You all had the same goal in mind. And so I'm curious to know if you felt any particular unity or particular feelings of being in together in a group like camaraderie or brotherhood or anything like that that ran through oh yeah no for sure so one of the things that we did to prepare for this challenge is uh i had already had comms you know coming from motorcycle background i had a comms unit in my helmet all the time to talk with my passenger just listen to my music and uh the two guys that i rode with with, kind of sold them on the idea they went out and they purchased the same units um and we were stuck in each other's heads all day um which it really that made our day that was you know being able to chat with each other you know just joking around a bunch of guys driving out for the day communicating any issues that we had talking about the roots uh you know it it, it seems funny sometimes, you know, think about a bunch of guys out and just talking all day. But, you know, if there was silence on the comms for like five to six minutes, all of a sudden people would be checking in, you know, is everybody okay? What's going on? And it's just, you know, we kept in touch with each other all day. Um, but it made the day pass a lot easier. You don't just have your music and then just lose yourself, right? On just trying to follow the road um, or follow the trails or figure out where the trails are. We're talking to each other and just, you know, being able to chat and bond like that for, you know, the whole day with the guys was, was a lot of fun. That sounds incredible because that's our primary need to kind of connect with others in the team. And it almost reminds me or makes me think of like hunters when they go out for a purpose of back in the day when those things used to happen but when a group of guys would go out for the specific purpose and they all they know each other well and they know where they're going except in your case you didn't know where you were going <laughs> <laughs> but think about this connection that 
cre was created because of the circumstances. I, I find it's incredibly rare these days to find these kind of specific connections that are built. There, those exist right now, I believe, in um, special forces, that type of environment, SEAL teams where they work together on a specific goal or mission, but people normally don't get involved in that those kind of activities for fun. Would you mm -hmm. say that uh, is your perception as well? Oh, yeah, no, for sure. Um, you know, the guys even realized after, after everything was done that the comms have completely changed. Um, how we handle, you know, uh, even our regular just group outings on a weekend, like it's, it's a total game changer. Uh, being able to communicate with each other when there's a vehicle, when there's something coming, um, you know, so, so being able to build that and talk to each other uh, definitely made the biggest difference for us in the day. Yeah, that makes me wonder if um, corporate co companies would actually go out on events like that and send their teams in the, those kind of situations. What kind of results would that create for the teams and the team building? Yeah, no, for sure. You know, there are, there's a lot of things that we realized as this event went on, right? And I think the biggest realization that we had throughout the entire thing, which came near the end, was this wasn't a race. Right. This was really it was a GPS tracked event. Um, and, and it wasn't just, you know. About the entire day, it was really trying to pay attention to the trail that Rally Connect set up, making those turns, not missing them. And the more we went through the event, the more we learned as the day went on um, and the more we were able to to perceive, you know, Okay, well, there's a turn coming up. Communicate with each other. Okay, well, this is what you're looking for. You know, on your left, on your right. You know, just in case um, someone's GPS wasn't exactly at their location. You know, sometimes you're going fast enough that, you know, these side by sides they go pretty quick, and sometimes the GPS systems can't keep up, or they're not 100% accurate. And you know, when you've got three sets of eyes looking for the same turn, it makes a big difference. Yeah, you're right. And did you have any other support crew that would meet your checkpoints? No, actually, we did. We had someone that came for support, but when we realized how far each of the truck stops were going to be and what the cost of gas in a diesel truck would be, we told them to stay back for the day uh, and that we'd figure it out. However, you know, there were, there were three of us running in uh, in that one group, but we had another group as well running in the, so we ran gold. A bunch of our other regular riders, they ran in silver. Uh, one of the riders, unfortunately, was, uh, wasn't was able to compete. And he actually, he showed up at each of the checkpoints just to check on us, um, you know, out of uh, something for him to do on a Saturday. So he showed up at all of us, kind of kept us abreast, make sure that everything was okay. So, but no, there's just the three of us in our vehicles just puttering along and trying to make it as close to their track as possible. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty interesting. And I've had conversations with other riders who rode solitary on their bikes. With uh, one was without the support crew, another had the support crew waiting for them at the, every checkpoint. And so there's different, obviously different experience and different way that it is perceived. So now we have something to compare, really, how one person who is all by themselves on the trail what it's like for the person who is by themselves, but they have a support crew at every stop. And then there's you guys who just three buggies and nobody else. 
And so what I'm curious about is what was it like to focus for the entire day with all the talking, with all the things that you had to map, map out on the GPS and continuously hold that attention for the duration of the whole event? How was it like? What was it like? Well, you know, again, it came back to our comms. Our comms was, you know, talking to each other, walking each other through each of the different things. Having somebody consistently in your head, um, it, it doesn't allow your mind to drift right and not you know lose focus you know i i also having means i didn't always have to be every other second checking my gps and following the buggies in front of me um you know having having them there they were my support you know we prepared for this event so we didn't really need support either you know between all three buggies we had all the necessary parts and tools and everything else that we would be able to get through almost anything when that we would come across. So, so really having the guys, knowing them, no, you know, having met these, these two guys a year and a half ago, riding with them as much as I do, they become some of my best friends. Um, and knowing that I could depend on them, no matter what situation I'm in, knowing that they're there, um, you know, allowed me to focus on the buggy in front of me and then how can I help them how you know part of a team what can I say what can I do to help us achieve the goal that we were out there to achieve that is very interesting because yes you can alternate the position so somebody in the front takes the brunt of the front loading then you switch and you get to relax at the back and follow so that that is a very good point when you're in a group you get to actually shift attention so you don't have to be always looking straight forward like it would be for the solo guys so that is very interesting and as a buggy you can carry so much more than a motorcycle um i guess the only downside would be sometimes the trails could be too tight was there were there um, sections that it was hard to get through Oh, Lee really put some of these buggies to a test. Uh, you know, um, some of the places we'd go through, the, the joke of the day was we were collecting to make bouquets. Um, you know, the number of leaves and branches and, and dust, the dust, you know, the rain that we've had in the last week, I really wish it would have come just before the event. Um, I've never seen so much dust in my life um but uh but yeah some of those trails were really tight uh some of them you know you, you didn't know if the buggy was going to make it you're trying to make it around some of these trees and you know it's, it's not like a dirt bike it's not like an adventure bike you know some of us are sitting 65 66 67 inches wide and you know uh rally connects did an awesome job of really planning those routes and making them but some of them were really tight you know some of the longer wheelbase buggies they had a hard time so but it's fun to see you know it's a challenge it's it's really a challenge physically and mentally of the driver but really of the machine oh absolutely i was amazed i was on the trail taking some photos at one point and i two buggies came through i don't remember who it was but they were pretty wide and the section of the trail first there was a huge puddle with trees and they took half a tree with them and then there were huge boulders ahead and I could walk behind them they were going so slow and I was amazed at how much we 
as a humanity progress that we can build this kind of machines that can go into those places it was ridiculous I, I couldn't believe my eyes because i haven't been exposed to that type of machinery before those trails it was incredible to watch that go you know yeah no they uh they definitely you know there's a lot of technology that goes into the suspension systems on these buggies uh into you know a lot of the stabilization that we go through the tire sizes um you know it's like my wife said my wife I picked our buggy she saw it online she said that was the one she wanted because it was a go everywhere machine you know it's a machine that's made to go through mud to go through puddles to go over rock um but like you said <laughs> sometimes we need to do it really slow because you know there's a lot of a lot of parts on these machines that can break uh, and that can take you, you know, there's a lot more moving parts on this than there is on a motorcycle or on an adventure bike. Um, you know, it's not just a chain or a tire or something like we've got full suspension systems that one part goes and you can lose everything. Yeah, that is uh, very critical to know and be aware of all of that. And so my next question would be around creativity, because as those machines are wide and the trails are narrow and there are so many moving components and there's three of you together, how do you perceive creativity was used in that motion, in that event, in that rally? Um, some of the places, you know, you had to get really creative. And with these types of buggies, there, there's no, it's not like driving on a road, right? Where there's, you know, this is the, this is the left side, that's the right side, you know where traffic is going to be. It, it's really, you got to be creative sometimes in using, you know, nature's obstacles. There's a tree there, there's a rock there. You know, I know some individuals who ride and they go out and they'll cut down trees to make it easy for them to, to get by. Our group, we're not at all like that. And it wasn't the intention of this ride either. It's really, you want to use what's out there so if there's a rock if there's a tree how can you utilize that to help you get around it uh get past it that if there's an obstacle that's there how do you get beyond that obstacle uh you know where does this tire need to be where does that tire need to be where do i need to be looking and then you have to really be creative often and being anticipatory as to what's going to happen once i crest over this you know again these machines they're over 60 inches wide sometimes you're going over a rock and you're going to have two to three tires off the ground. What's going to happen when they land? Is it going to bounce? Is it going to turn? So you really need to anticipate that. Um, personally, I found is, you know, I've, I've been riding with an amazing group of guys who combined are probably everyone pushing over 300,000 kilometers of side-by-side -side time. Um, so, you know, I'm relatively new to the sport. Um, but what I do often is I sit back, I observe, I ask questions and I just, I watch what everyone else is doing. You know, I watch the lines. Um, I look at how everybody does stuff. Don't want to do things the same way because again, I want to go out and I want to pick my own line. I want to do all that. And I'm seeing that now with my 10 year old daughter, you know, we go out, not just in this event, but whenever we go out now. And she's my co-pilot. She wants to pick the lines. She's starting to understand, you know, well, we get to certain obstacle. Well, there's an easy way. There's a moderate way. And there's a very difficult way. And she always chooses the most difficult way to go. 
but she'll explain to me which line to take, you know? So, so really you need to be creative about how you use nature and your machine to get around everything because everything is possible. As, as you were ex explaining how the creativity works for you and how I, I, I just love hearing how it relates into your family life and your relationship with your daughter. That's incredible. And my next question is, I wonder what it, because when you were out there on the trail, you were exposed to a lot of nature and nature produces all inspiring experiences in us. When we see, especially the trails that I've heard were there, it was absolutely amazing scenery. And so that, plus the camaraderie, plus the creativity that is required on the trail, I wonder if combination of all of them has produced lasting effects that has transferred into your daily life after, into your work, family. Well, obviously we just discussed family, but what are other lasting effects that you see possibly happening after that? You know, a lot of that, is, it's, it's kind of that reinforcement, you know, that sometimes teamwork, you know, really does make all the difference in the world. Um, I manage a team of unbelievable people at my work and, you know, the first thing I did when I got back to work was I kind of explained to them how we all work together and how we were able to achieve that, you know, the goal of, you know, finishing, finishing the event, you know, ending up first, um, you know, in a, in a class that we thought was going to be, you know, something we didn't even know we were going to finish. So, you know, I kind of, I was able to take the experience of everything that we did there and everything that they put us through. And I passed that right on to my staff, you know, and my daughter has been nothing but asking me about it, right? So, you know, she really wanted to be a passenger with us. Um, she wants to be able to do it, but now she's determined to do it with her own. She wants her own buggy. She wants to be able to do these things. Um, she sees that dad and his friends are able to complete this challenge and it's stuff that she is now striving for. So, you know, it's kind of helping her in, in developing some of her aspirations as to what she wants to do. That is, uh, that is so incredible because as we think aspirationally like that, so many more opportunities come to mind and so many more options are available than to us. And so, well, specifically for you, have you found that next week or on Monday after that event, were you more productive or were you happier or were you more calm or anything of that nature or more exhausted? <laughs> I, I, I was more exhausted. I took that day off. Um, every uh, aches and pains that I hadn't Hardest, the hardest thing was, you know, you sit in that in that vehicle for 20, 20 plus hours. My issue I had on the Monday after all of that was if I stayed in seated working, everything stiffened up, I actually had to move. So I spent I spent the Monday, you know, kind of just processing everything that we went through, everything that we did, and I cleaned my machine and I just I just kept moving to just get let you know, my muscles kind of readapt to, uh, to that. Um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, it, it was an experience. Um, one I'm never going to forget. And one I really, really definitely enjoyed. Um, just, you know, it, it took a toll on everything, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally. It's just, I was drained at the end of it, you know, but again, 
you know, we got back, like I said earlier, we, we finished our team. We got everything sorted out for that. We went back, got all cleaned up. And then, you know, we were just as excited to wait for the next team to come in. Right. So our gang that came in in silver, you know, we didn't, there, there was kind of worries of that team that they may not finish the event. We didn't know if they were going to make it to the 7 PM checkoff on time. Um, so, you know, when we heard that they did, we were staying up, we were waiting for them and they rolled in just after three o'clock in the morning. So, you know, that, again, it's, we were there to cheer on the rest of our group that was there in a different class. Doesn't matter. They're, they were our guys. Right. So. Yeah, it, totally. And it's actually a really good strategy that uh, you came up with to move after that event for next day, because as we get into that really focused state, we use a lot of intense chemistry in the brain. And in order for it to kind of move itself around, we have to move our body in order for fluids inside to move. So you actually uh, created yourself a really good strategy for recovery. And uh, that I keep thinking about the, the last hours before kind of before the cutoff time. And it was so amazing because the, there was food available up until like midnight. There was incredible. People could sit around and chat and recount the stories as they were waiting for their friends. And uh, like the whole the whole event was, was so well organized. Great props to Lee Martin and Rally Connects and even the guys at Valley Rally Enduro who uh, supported the trails in that other section. Um, the whole thing was just so well done. And I was watching from the back, uh, from the behind the scenes, and it was incredible. <laughs> I, I can't even imagine how much more fun it was on the actual trail. But through these stories, I get to learn now. Oh, yeah, no, no, for sure. And like the food all weekend was just amazing, you know, and like the caterers were there till midnight. But, you know, Lee and Laura and everyone else was there. You showed up. We showed up at, you know, 20 after one. And. You know, there was food available to us. Laura was running in the back to microwave to warm stuff up for us. And, you know, as soon as he came in, you know, Lee, Lee looked so exhausted. He was, you know, uh, he was up till past five o'clock scoring everyone's, you know, GPS files as they came in. So, you know, I, I don't know how that man does it. You know, I don't think he, he got any sleep all weekend. Uh, but, you know, they, we didn't know what to expect going into this event. And, you know, they really blew us away. You know, we were really, really impressed. Yeah, totally, totally. And so in closing, what would be your message to anybody who maybe ride the motorcycle on the street, but they never considered the trail, or maybe they ride four by four, but they never considered going onto a like guided trail. What would be your message for other enthusiasts of motorsports? you need to do it you need to get out there and you need to experience you know there there's not just one type of riding there's not just one type uh you know it's not just dirt bikes in a pit it's not just adventure bikes you know on the occasional gravel road it's not your super sport motorcycle at a track it's you know there's there's so many different aspects to motorsports that again a year and a half ago i never knew that this world existed um and now i can't see my life without it so, you know, it's there, we live in a vast country. There's so many trails, there's so many different, you know, just in our area of things that you can explore, you know, from rail beds to mountain climbing to lake and river crossings, uh, you know, and not just on side-by-side ATVs, but on, you know, on dirt bikes, on motocross, on everything. 
Um, you know, if you want to really experience anything, you need to get out and experience it all. Uh, really take that opportunity to see, you know, what is out there, uh, what the machines can do, and then really what you can do, you know, because it's you're limited to your imagination when it comes to all of these different machines. Yeah, and as I have said in previous episodes, there is all of it that happens solitary in a way. Well, if there's three machines, then there's a group of people, but there's a lot of development that happens inside the person when they are on the trail by themselves without being anyone else around. And there's a huge amount of development that is happening to that person. And my personal opinion is that this is such a perfect combination of men and the machine where a machine is supporting the humanity of the humanness the aspect of us that makes us so much better and the community aspect of it. So it's not just about machines anymore. It's about how we can become better people through the use of machine and merging with nature. Oh, well, you know, 100%. My riding style, you know, just in my side-by-side -side is completely different when I'm out with the group, when we were doing this challenge, you know, it, everything's a little bit different. And then I've got days where I go out and I, you know, we'll just go explore in the wilderness, my daughter and I. But then again, you can get stuck. You, anything can happen. There's no one there to help you. You need to figure it out with your machine. At the end of the day, you need to be able to get out of the woods, right? So it's different riding styles, different riding ways, but you need to adapt consistently to your surroundings and what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. It just this kind of, uh... This kind of sport, this kind of activity makes us better humans. So anybody who has opportunity to do that should definitely do that. And so well, thank you very much for this interview. And I hope all riders out there and all enthusiasts find it extremely useful because we have covered so many wonderful points about this. And um, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And until next time.